back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anegra, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today, we're going to be covering the post-match for Juve Barcelona. And oh my God, we got the top of the group, and uh, it's going to be a very... Uh, uh, it's going to be a lot easier path, I think, in the second round, or the round of 16, knockout stage. And we destroyed Barca in their own home, 3-0. And uh, we're going to talk about it today here, and I know it's going to be a little bit late, but... Again, that was scheduling issues. Uh, I threw some shots back and forth across the board from uh, some of my Barca fr- friends back in uh, back in Calgary that uh, you know were shit talking us at the uh, end of, of of Berlin. But again, it's a it's a great show, great team effort. I thought it was a really good game. And again, we have a uh, a very special guest that uh, that's going to be a first time guest on the show, and. Uh, let, let, let's bring him on right away. It's going to be, I think, the longest, uh, the longest distance that we've that we've covered so far, twelve and a half hours. He's sitting right now at two forty-five, I want to say, in the morning. And um, yeah, so uh, Abby, thank you for uh, thank you for deciding to come on the show. I really appreciate it. If you don't know, it's at Dybala Mask fifteen uh, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. What's up? Awesome, perfect. So let's get let's get right to it. Um, right. I know we've had uh, some you know difficulty scheduling again, guys. This is going to be after uh, sixty seven and sixty eight, uh, film wise. But again, I think it's always good to discuss these games, and I think you guys will be interested to hear. And we have again another a new guest, so we're going to hear new stories and how we became a fan and, and stuff like that. So good, look. It's uh, it's 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 really nice to have someone from again another country, um, and yeah, let's let's get right into it. So welcome, Abby. I appreciate you coming on. Let's Thanks, as we man. as we always do. How do you uh, you know how did you become a Juve fan? You know where do you typically watch the games? Part of any fan clubs, favorite players? Uh, you know, is there any family rivalry stuff like that? Okay, I uh, became a Juve fan in twenty eighteen, right? Right. Uh, with the uh... Although I came with the Ronaldo fans, but I wasn't a, like like a total stand of Ronaldo. Right? A lot of other people right. are right. I just like them, and I ended up loving that stuff. So that's great to hear. That, yeah. And about the rivalry and all that, there's no rivalry here. Most people they are Premier League fans. Right. Really meet a Serie A fan. Some are like Real Madrid and Barca supporters. Yeah. I think I'm the only UA supporter I know in real life. Well, do you, so so which te- so where where approximately you're from? Because I know I've I've seen obviously um, on I believe it was Romans the quiz 2.0. Um, who was someone was on there from India that was uh, part of the UV fan club there um, of India. So do you have any affiliations with them, uh, or is it just kind of like really you're kind of on your own? I'm on my own, man. Totally on my own. Okay. Um, and again, your name at Tibalama. So, what does this explain that to all of us? Because you said you came for Ronaldo. Uh, was there, is it just, you know, I, that's, you know, typical? I, mean, I thought you would have been part of the Dibala fanboys. <laughs> I am a Dibala fanboy. Oh, right? awesome. It's not awesome. just one player. It's not just one player. I love, I love Dibala as well. And like in 2019, Dibala had a very bad 2018 2019 season, right? Right. Dibala, in general, he was very highly praised when I started watching UA. He was like having a very hard time and all that. So I was really rooting for him in 2019. Like when uh, they were trying to sell him and all that, 
I wasn't on Twitter back then, but I was keeping up with the UA news and uh, I read about the Dibala uh, non sitoka trending on Twitter and all that. And that Dibala decided to stay despite the you know management wanting him out and all that. So right. that made me love him more, you know, because of all that loyalty and stuff like that. Because you like that in a player, right? Right. Especially these days, it's kind of rare. You know? True. 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 And he was starting to, you know, research. He was having a resurgence in 2019, and I was loving it back then when I made this account. So I just—it was a bit random, but I just came with it. I had no intention of lasting this account to last this long. It just happened. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's it's nice to hear that, and uh, I'm I'm happy that you're a UV fan. I'm happy you stayed, and. Um... Yeah, usually that's not what you hear. You, people don't usually stay for the loyalty. They, they, they just stay for the trophies. So, um, yeah, it's it's honestly nice to hear that, you know, especially even that you were encouraged by Dybala. And, you heard uh, about that thing today about uh, after, you know, after the game, Geneva game, Fidlo, uh, yeah. Dybala had a, you know, interview in which he said, like, those rumors about his right. uh, salary and all those are wrong. He just clarified it, right? Yep. So all those people going after him for demanding 15 million, like he show he's showing love to the club, man. Like you know. Oh yeah, for people sure. Are too harsh on people are too harsh on him. I feel like you know. Just yeah. A couple of games. It's it's getting to a it's getting to a level that it's just getting annoying at this point. Like I can understand criticizing yeah. a player, but like yeah. when like literally every action is scrutinized, it's like okay, calm down now. Like get a hobby. Um, like I understand the uh, Madrid Ronaldo fanboys, right? Like right, they don't right. like that Dybala won the Serie A MVP. But as Juve fans, I feel like you know, uh, having seen Dybala, people have seen him more, right? More right. than me. But and like after all these years, like you need to back your players a little bit more than what we were seeing from Dybala, right? Yeah, it's a little too early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if it was, if this goes on for a whole season, okay, fine. But like, for how little we played or how little yeah, like, he's played, he it's came like back from a three-month injury and he had some problems as well. And then the new system it takes time. I'm like, well, and he's not like he's really starting that much either. You know, it's not like yeah, he's yeah. you know, if the guy comes on for twenty minutes, I don't know what you're criticizing the guy for. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's it, it's too much, and like this whole this whole mentality thing is just a crock of shit. It's it's people like to use scapegoats to fit their agendas, and like <laughs> it's like oh, Juve's playing bad, so what's the easiest low hanging fruit that we can go after? And it's just like whatever. I mean, it's fine, and and that's why I take a stance with Ronaldo. I do the same thing. I just be petty and like uh, say stupid shit because. It's it's exactly last what other when, people do. Last year when Ronaldo had a hard time, I was supporting him as well. Like in November, he was like having yeah. a hard time, right? So I was like, let's give it time, right? Like if he has an entire season that's all fucked up and shit, then it's okay. But just a month is understandable, right? Sometimes right. it happens to everybody. Oh, for sure. Like I said, like I said, and I I've talked to you know Ronaldo fans. Um, you're gonna you're gonna hear from Daniel, uh, who's gonna come on as well, or who's been on already, and his interview will come out. That was supposed Daniel, to be the pre. Uh, the golf golf guy. Golf yeah. No, no, no. I don't think I'll ever have that guy on. There's no way. It, it's it's a one way street with that guy. You can't have a conversation with that guy. It's 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 the same narrative every day in. 
And anyone who, who uh, I challenge anyone who says that guy ha, 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 can actually have a conversation with you, say one uh, negative thing about Ronaldo and then we'll see if he can have a conversation with you. So say, 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 oh, he wasn't clinical in one game or oh, say this, say that. You will not be having a good conversation. It'll go, oh, you're this, blah, blah, blah. Personal I avoid shit. that shit. I so, avoid that shit. I, when I was new to Twitter, no, like I was getting involved in that part, like, you know. Yeah. It was all too negative, so I was like, let's yeah, distance it's, myself from that. Like I said, I just block now. <laughs> That's the best I, thing I don't have enough time for that shit anymore. Before, you know what? Like, don't get me wrong. I like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed spending a night, you know, just ripping someone to pieces. But, you know, I don't have that kind of time anymore. I got to put podcasts exactly, out. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, uh, I, I, I got to... Good use. Exactly, good exactly. So, it's it was fun, but, you know, from my team, from my boys... We've all talked and we said it's enough. Enough is enough. And uh, we're just going to continue on. And, hey, I got some guy in my DMs this morning already busting my ass about uh, Dybala. And now he scored. So I'll suck one, buddy, um, if you're watching this. Um, which they aren't because they never support. That's the thing. You know, I got to say, Ronaldo fans, at least they support each other. They all like to, like, ego boost each other with their posts. They will support, like, Fucking crazy, man. Like, and they'll like li- they'll like like it like fifty times, and it's like oh, like yes, ego <laughs> pumping into my people. veins. People actually like me. <laughs> it helps with the validation thing, right? It helps you, right? <laughs> so that's why they do it. I mean, they're missing something in their lives that they need. This like you know, some winning all the time, and like you know, life's not life's not always easy. It's not always uh, fun. And sometimes you go through shitty periods and that's what makes, you know, the success is even greater. Right. But look, it's been a great intro. Uh, we've added a little, you know, cafe to this podcast. We're got to, we're on the Starbucks right now. Um, got to throw that in there for the branding, but um, look uh, guys, thank you for all the support. Please drop a like, please drop a subscribe. If you haven't already, it's just right there. It doesn't take you. It doesn't take that much energy. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Um, help a guy out we're almost at 100 we've hit it like i think three times now and i don't know what the bots or what the hell's going on but we've dropped every time so let's get to 100 let's get let's keep rising we're at 500 on so i want to say congratulations to everybody on that one thank you guys so much for all the support and you know we're gonna talk about a couple live streams that are coming up as well as some podcasts really i i got a lot to release now that i've got like three podcasts two of which are edited and and ready to go. Um, This is kind of the last piece that needs to move. And then uh, we'll have another one post Genoa tonight. We'll have obviously some bonus with a, you know, on Monday night, I think we're going to do a uh, group stage review. Uh, My buddies that came on before that we made our predictions and talked about the group stage. We're going to talk about that. We're going to, we're going to, you know, fuck around. We're going to see, we're going to bitch at each other, see who is right, who is wrong. Uh, with our predictions we're also going to talk about the newly uh, developed knockout stage uh, that the the draws will have come out by then so stay tuned for that Uh, and as well you know we got some uh, live streams like I said which I'll talk in a minute Um, but yeah that wraps my kind of sponsored moment right now but uh, let's get back into the news right away so thank you for bearing with me uh, Abby Um, but first first news business uh, Juventus are the first team to beat Barcelona in the Champions League at Camp Nou since 2013. So that is uh, quite remarkable. Uh, it's been a fortress for them. 
but again, first time, uh, first team to be, uh, beat them. And I believe Ronaldo as well. Um, it was the first time he scored against Barcelona in Champions League. I which think is... the uh, Barca that Ronaldo plays at Madrid, no? that team was probably the best team of all time. No? That Xavi, Iniesta, yeah. Barca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hard to score against them. No? And I was shocked when I heard them say that. Um, that he had never scored against Barcelona. I'm, and I'm sure they came against each other a couple of times in Champions League too, so... Yeah, with Manchester United, I think he came against them, right? Like, uh, no, no, but even even at uh, at Madrid, they had a couple derbies, I thought. No? They had, in Champions League, I think they only had uh, one one game one, in semi, one game? semi-final loss. Oh, okay. So, the, so I guess, yeah, that, I guess if you're not meeting, but yeah, I know it was just a weird, weird stat that I had heard. Um, also another stat that was kind of interesting for the first time, Messi had 10 shots on goal without scoring. Um, yeah. that's crazy. 11, 11, 11 yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Even more. So yeah, that's, that's nuts. Um, we look at some Fabio Paratici, uh, comments, Pogba back to Juve. We love him. He's an amazing player. But he's playing for Man U now. He'll not. He'll not be a free agent. So you have to pay if you want to sign him. Um, Juan Cuadrado has provided the most assists among Serie A players in all competitions. So again, he's doing. Like I said, offensively, it's not a problem. I don't give him shit for the the, the offensive phase. I give him shit for the defensive phase. And and really, that that's why you know we're loose, loosey goosey at the back there. So. Uh, we got to fix that. And I think by getting a reinforcement or even maybe possibly using Danilo uh, would help us out quite a bit. Uh, what are your thoughts about Cuadrado, uh, Avi? About Cuadrado, you know, uh, Pirlo recently uh, said in an interview that he was very accurate about Cuadrado. Cuadrado, he has like, you know, he can be a very, very important player at times, right? Right. Way. But his problem is like, Lack of concentration. Like sometimes he just goes into that zone where he's like just you know like you're not playing in your you know you're, right. not, you're playing at a very high level, right? You need yeah. very high level of concentration in that. Like I you agreed. can't take it easy like at all, right? Sometimes he has that lapse of concentration or focus, and he just does some stupid idiotic things. But otherwise, he's when he's performing, he's very very good, you know. Right. And like. He, uh, Danilo, this season, he has shown his quality, I must say. Under Pirlo, he has improved quite a bit, right? At least defensively. defensively right, right, right. And uh, other than that, we also have Chiesa, who could play on the right side, like right wing back or whatever Pirlo plays. That, oh, I think we got a few, right? I think we could put Chiesa. Uh, I think we could put, you know, Kulusevski. He, he started very well, you know, this season. Yeah. But lately, he has not no, played that much, I guess. So we are not seeing too much of him. Yeah, little inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah, I was very excited about. Him. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I know. There's so there's options, right? Um, Buffon is the only goalkeeper. Another stat uh, who's kept two yeah. two clean sheets at the Camp Nou since 2010. Um, that would have obviously, I believe, the other one was in what eight seventeen eighteen. Um, yeah, seventeen eighteen. Yep, uh, zero zero, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Real Madrid tried to start talks with Mino Rayona about Matisse de Ligt, uh, but he's happy at Juve. He'll have a 150 million release clause that can be activated in two years. Obviously okay. from Fabrizio Romano. So um, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't believe this shit. <laughs> it's too. Uh, it's too early. 
but I think uh, you need oh, a kind of player who will stay, who can stay here for yeah. a long, long time. Oh yeah, personality, personality-wise, you can tell, right? Like, I hope he okay. does not pull a Zizo on UA, like what Zidane did. Like, Me too. Not- I hope so too. I hope so too, but bro. Um, the draws of the UCL knockout stage, obviously for round of 16 draws going to be taking place December 14th. Now this is what I meant about live streams. So 12 PM CET, uh, who are our potential opponents? Well, we have Porto, Sevilla, RB Leipzig, Atletico Madrid, and Monchinglad, Borussia Monchinglad back. Um, for me, I'm going to be doing a live stream at 3.30, so I would love to have all of you guys uh, it'll be on my YouTube channel. I will post the link. Uh, it's already it's already ready to go. Um, I just need to get the thumbnail ready, and um, once that's done, we uh, we move on from there. So uh, we'll we'll have a good time. At for me, it's going to be three thirty in the morning. So we'll kind of have a little pre-show talk there. I think I'm going to be watching it on my laptop or on my uh, big screen TV because now PlayStation has the uh, UEFA TV app. So again, I'll be able to live. Talk to live stream it. Talk to you guys. Obviously, not live stream the actual draw. That'd probably get got, get me screwed for copyright. But uh, we'll see what you guys have to say, and we'll we'll react together and 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 see see what happens. Uh, see what happens in the draw. We'll be there right from the beginning till the end. So uh, let's have some fun with that. And uh, another thing, um, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on uh, who, who who do you think we're gonna place? Who who do you think we're gonna get in the next round? I don't know, man. We could get uh, Borussia. Who do you want, though? Who would you like to play? Who are the uh, possible uh, teams that we can get? Porto, Sevilla, RB Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig, uh, Atletico Madrid, and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Porto would be the best option if you look at the, you know, difficulty level wise, right? I would say. But we could take any of them, right? Yeah, I, th- I think we have enough quality. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think um, Borussia Mönchengladbach is our most probable opponent with 26%. Just obviously looking oh. at probability, which teams can play. Because, again, Spanish teams can't play Spanish teams. Italian teams can't play Italian teams. So, depending on who gets picked. Um, you, heard that comment, you heard that comment from Abi Leipzig uh, manager about him wanting to play Juve yeah. or Madrid. Very cheeky, no? Very cheeky, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear. I don't want to replay that. I'm kind of worried. They got a pretty decent team. They got Angelino yeah. on the, in the, on the fullback. Yeah, that's what I think. He thinks he can take us on. That is why, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Tactically, yeah. he's a very tactical manager, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think exactly. he thinks he can take us on, and that's why he wants it. And Juve and Madrid are like big teams. Beating them would like you know give his team a certain boost or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. Oh, and then hearing again, it was a 38 unbeaten. Sorry. It was 38 unbeaten games at home in the Champions League is over. Seven years they hadn't lost at home. Um, and four years in the group stage is over. Um, that's crazy. Uh, some comments from Del Piero. Juve started with a very proactive attitude. Barca perhaps a little asleep. Juve was very, were very good at realizing this. Juve started strong and managed to score earlier on. They made up for the wasted chances. In the first game, uh, Juve were perfect today. And uh, some other transfer talk as well. Juve offered Pjanic and Douglas Costa to Man U for Pogba to start talks. Man U turned it down. I'm guessing that would have been a while ago, though. <laughs> a, li- a little bit long, a little, a little ways away. Uh, also, more news about Pogba. We're in the race, apparently, according to Fabrizio Romano. 
and we'll try again with a swap deal if that doesn't work. Juve will need to sell important players first to finance the deal. If Juve don't sell any players or swap deal doesn't work, simply they can't get Pogba. Uh, and it's difficult to sign Pogba in January. Juve will need to sell players and Manu will want a full asking price. You only get a four-week window, not a three-month window like the summer. So it will be tough as well in terms of wages. He earns $18 million after tax. And Juve don't want this kind of salary on their books at the moment. So, again, there's a lot of pieces that need to fall into place. It's not simple. So don't be expecting. Um, don't don't expect too much. But, you know, be be optimistic. But don't don't expect too much of this to you know occur and again if a madrid steps up or someone else steps up uh you could probably kiss the deal goodbye so um that's kind of it there's a little there's obviously some talk with raiola and parataji having a great relationship this relationship helped delic come to juve top agents have their favorite clubs juve are mino raiolas and real madrid isn't in raiola's list of favorites so kind of you know saying that Thanks. that we have the advantage uh, according Thanks to, to... Nedved, right? Thanks to Pavel Nedved, right? Well, exactly Nobody that as well. Yeah, they go way back, right? For sure, for sure. Um, Pogba's dream to play it is to play for Real Madrid, though. Um, Real haven't made any contact as of yet, and as it stands, it's unlikely as they don't know if Zidane, who is a fan of Pogba, will still be on the bench next summer. At the moment, yes, Juventus are in the race for Pogba. <clears throat> so again, more stuff from. Uh, I believe Fabrizio Romano on his podcast there. Here we go. Um, so, yeah, let's get into this game, though. Obviously, the lineup, were you surprised? We had we had a 3-4-1-2 with Tech and goal. Delic, Bonucci, Danilo as your three center backs. Alexandro, Artur, McKinney, Cuadrado as your four. Ramsey in the middle and or as your 10. And Ronaldo and Morata up top. Uh, for Barcelona, it was 4-2-3-1 with, Bush, with um, Ter Stegen in goal. Uh, you had Jordi Alba, Lenglet, Araujo, and Dest as your four defenders. De Jong, Pjanic as your two holding mids. Uh, Pedri, Messi, and Trincao as your attacking mids. And uh, you have Griezmann up top as your nine. So what what were your thoughts, obviously, for Juve, first of all, and then maybe even give a couple comments about the Barcelona lineup. About Juve, I actually expected Chiesa to start, maybe, but he did not. And it's okay, because we won, right? Right. It's always nice after the fact <laughs> to say that. <laughs> but again, no surprises for that lineup. Yeah, Not really. Kind of right. Right. Juve uh, started really well. The first 30 minutes, no, we completely dominated Barca. Right. Like two goals in 20 minutes, I think it was, or something like that. I know. Yeah, some, yeah, exactly. And then Kenny goal, it was... Sorry, not taking goal, Buffon and goal. I completely butchered that oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't change my uh, lineup for some People reason. People were talking crap about, you know, Buffon starting a game. Yeah, don't, don't start me. Yeah, <laughs> don't man. start me on that. I mean, the guy had seven saves in this game, man. Like, it's unreal. Exactly. Like, um, like his, his positioning and reading of the, you know, game is superb, like. Exactly. Exactly. His reflexes might have dulled a little bit, but his positioning and all that is like superb. Yeah. yeah, but we know that since I mean, since he got older, he was always you know, he was always in that you know, uh, that that great position to make the save, and that's why he would make the saves. Not necessarily because he was athletic, but because he always knew where he needed to be and could always anticipate. Uh, and I I know a little bit about goalkeeping, so yeah, that part is very important to anticipate. Yeah. And, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, sometimes sometimes when a player hits a ball, it's perfect, right? Like, doesn't matter if you're the most athletic goalkeeper or not or not. You're just it was struck so well that you're not going to reach it. So, if you position yourself, you know, you make that anticipation. Now you've gained that extra distance that you need, and you can make those kinds of saves, right? So, again, that just comes with experience and. And he's got, he really has it all, right? Um, let's look at some of the stats. Obviously, Juve in the possession game was, was, was I would say, less than Barca because of what happened in the second half. That's why we came Barca up. Has, that's the style, right? Barca, right, they exactly. always play possession side of the game. Exactly. Right? But it wasn't too big of a difference. 41% for Juve, 59 for Barcelona, and shots Still, on goal. Uh, I think, like, that's how Pirlo and the management plan to go about it. Like, Play to your own strength, not right. to Barca's. Like, let them do their thing. We focus on how to counter their movements. And right. like, first 30 minutes, we really pressed them hard and got the result that we wanted in like first 30 minutes only, right? right That's right. when your stamina is high and you can run a lot. And we did well there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so 41 and 59, eight shots for us total, and 20 for Barca. They were really trying. I mean. Look, they're trying to throw everything and throw everything in the bank at the at the at the goal, and they still couldn't score. Uh, four goal, four shots on goal for us, seven for Barcelona, eleven crosses for us, eight for them. Um, passes were down, but again, like I said, once you have that possession drop, you're not going to get that volume. Um, four eighty three for us, seven oh eight for them, and that's kind of a a telltale sign of Barcelona's you know tactics. Uh, success rate only 83.9 for us and 91.2 for them, uh, which is, is not horrible. But um, again, because we won anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, you know, sometimes stats are nice to look at, but that's it. Um, so let's get kind of minute by minute. So like you said, um, pressing early, winning the ball back, uh, really good. Artur we, uh, weaving through Barca players, which was really nice, uh, and getting us out of trouble. Arthur, he must have been very, you know, wanting to get yeah, revenge. This game specifically, he must not <laughs> not revenge, I would say, but yeah, to prove himself, right? You know, for sure, for way. sure. And then I believe there was a handball, possible handball that they didn't really check. Um, which one? Which one? Uh, I believe it was Barca. Barca claimed one as well. It was kind of in between there. I can't remember what exact minute, but uh, I know they 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 didn't look at really. No- Nothing was looking. Uh, seventh pressing, holding Barca in their half, which was really good to see. I was shocked. Um, Quadrado run. Ronaldo takes a shot to kind of start things up. Uh, Alexandro, great cross in. Uh, Mrs. Morata drops to Ronaldo. He lays it off for Danilo, shot wide. So, again, we were getting, you know, some really good chances in there. Um, in the 11th minute, we get the first goal uh, with Araujo throwing his arms across CR7. And I know there was kind of some debate whether that was a penalty or not um i think you kind of he kind of throws his hands all the way across and and and, and impedes him so i think you got to kind of give that one uh easy call uh first goal like i said against barcelona in champions league which is kind of a surprise pk ronaldo slots it in one nothing juve within 10 minutes um and then we continue on with a great run by ramsey beautiful ball over the top um, I don't think anything happened with that one, but again, Ramsey blocked out by two defenders, chip over the top, uh, to him. And, um, yeah, uh, 18th minute after Barca's first real possession, uh, CR7 back picking up the ball. 
And that's what I really liked. Like uh, everybody really came together as a team. I wouldn't yep. say, I wouldn't say Ronaldo had like an amazing game, but um, he had a good game, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't st- like a standout offensive game, but again, it was uh, a very good team effort. And that's what you, I, I said this again with, with a, with a fan of, of Ronaldo on the podcast uh, that I did yesterday. I said, look, you, there's the, the reason why there's a disconnect between UV fans and, and, and Ronaldo fans is because Juve is so used to the, having to win as a team. You know, we're, we're used to everybody having to pick up their piece and, and going to work and working hard. So sometimes when you don't see a guy, you know, he's not really, you know, engaged or, you know, he's, he's not clinical and, and we know he's such a big part of the team. That's kind of where we get frustrated. Now in this game, like I said, I, I hadn't, I wasn't frustrated really with anyone. Um, he, he was doing his part. He was coming back. He was playing, you know, in our own half. Messi, right? He defended that. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. So it was it, w- it was really nice to see, and I applaud him for that. He played really well. And um, look, I, I can be honest about that. I have no I have no problem saying that. Uh, 20th minute, um, out for a throw-in, uh, ball pass quickly. Morata Ramsey drives towards the goal, into the box, plays it over to McKenney, uh, moves wide to Cuadrado, and then CR7 draws two defenders. Uh, Pjanic doesn't pick up McKenney. He slides into the box. And you see the Quadrado. Yeah, Quadrado crossing it into McKenney with a banger 2-0 Juve. Yeah. So what did you think about that? Like, that was such an unbelievable, you know, showcase, an unbelievable yep. play. Uh, within After that, you minutes. knew that Barca was done, right? After that goal, you knew they were done. No, Munoz. Exactly. Just yeah, exactly. The Mural and all kind of went down. Yep, exactly. And, you know, finally you see a pushback from Barca, though. Messi with a great shot, great save by Buffon. And... Messi had a good game, actually. I don't know. Messi? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he had quite a few shots. I find that he just didn't have, like, they were too boxed out. They couldn't find their way. Uh, the bounces weren't going their way. And also, it just... Like, we were very, like, very rigid. Yeah, exactly. In defense, right? We didn't let them come in much. We would bend, but we wouldn't break, right? So, yeah, it was really nice. I would say towards the end of the game, that kind of started dropping a little bit. Uh, but it's funny, in the 22nd, though, Buffon yells at McKenney to, you know, because he should have blocked it. It went right by him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And um, just, yeah, you know, that just shows the presence of Buffon right in goal. Uh, 24th, withstood uh, the pushback. And this, again, this is another nice thing that we saw. So we see kind of Barca do this little pushback after they go down two goals. But now we're pressing again, holding the ball. Alexander with a great cross. Morata just heads it over the bar. And uh, then we start getting a little bit chippy, some fouls in the, in the 27th, in and around the 27th. Uh, 34th, Barca starting to wake up and push and hold possession. Uh, 35th minute, big chance for Barca. Straight up, Buffon, though, big save. Uh, 37th, Morata wins the ball back again. And some great hold-up play from him. Uh, 42nd, Juve very sharp defensively with pressure. Um, and uh, 43rd, nice run by Ramsey to counter. Shot just wide. 44th, though, Messi swarmed on the ball. Uh, two tight lines, I found. We had really, like, we, we, we gave him, like, no space in between the two lines of defense. Uh, so it was very difficult for them to... Uh, 
you know, when they tried to cut into the middle, it was very difficult for them to, you know, do anything because we had two kind of fours, two lines of four that were really tight together just uh, on the top of the box. And it just seemed like they could have, they had no answer for it. Um, 46 minute Barca pen shout, uh, Weston trips himself. And I don't know, after the shot takes Messi out, uh, again, I thought that was a little too soft. Um, which kind of reminds me of the, uh, kind of reminds me of the, uh, penalty today, uh, with Cuadrado. Um, and it almost looked like Cuadrado was falling and it seemed like the same thing. Like Messi takes the shot and it looks like he's falling. And then Weston kind of trips himself. And that was, you know, a, a scary moment. They could have given them a penalty for that. Uh, if we had the referee today, I guess. But um, we get to halftime, 2-0 Juve. Uh, what were your thoughts so far, like, live? So far, in the I moment. Loved I loved it. I was happy. Because after that first half, you knew did that. you believe it? Did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, actually. Actually, I did. Because at, right, right now, at this moment, Barca are not at their best, right? Right. So we we should be able to take them on at their home. Doesn't matter. Right. With the full squad, we should be able to take this Barca on easily. Like right? not easily, but we should be able to take them on. Right. And we did. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's get into the second half now. Um, Barca on the attack, uh, and they really picked it up in the second half um, for for their attack, and they had quite a few chances. Um, Barca on the tag, effort taken, shot at Buffon. Buffon just has a magnet on him because he's he's getting all these, he's just, he's, he's getting to all these balls. Um, 49th potential handball again. Uh, Ramsey bends one in, but saved. Um, VAR review. Obviously, that's when the PK was given. Ronaldo steps up uh, and buries it 3 0 Juve. Uh, 57 minute Quadrado was just walked around. Uh, big mistakes. Uh, Barcelona still coming forward in the 58th, 459th. We had a really good counter that splits, or there was a really good counter that split us. Uh, but good back, back pressure, good back pressure, uh, which is what I want to see. If we're going to get countered, uh, our midfielders really need to take that initiative and put the pressure that if the any attacker makes a mistake, puts an errant ball, whatever, they don't have the time to go achieve, uh, retrieve it. And it, it's, it gives us a lot of time to recoup and, you know, defensively form again and, you know, potentially so this win is, the ball This back. is the good thing about having a young squad, right? Like yeah. young young midfielders and all that. Because Pjanic, as good as he was creatively, uh, creativity-wise, he was lacking the miles on yeah. his legs. Exactly. Lately, right? As we saw on, like, that uh, McKinney goal, where he failed to, like, you know... Yeah, I know. He just like, let him go. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't that like it was a fair deal for us uh, getting Arthur for Pjanic. I would say, oh, although yeah. I would still have liked having Pjanic in the team because he does provide some things that none of our midfielders provide at the moment. I guess technically, speaking. yeah, like free kicks. <laughs> 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 oh, but anyways, joking aside, um, 65th minute big save on Messi from Buffon. Um, 67th, I noted getting a little complacent now. Uh, 71st, a little late for the subs. Again, I thought that's one thing I noticed. Uh, what I would have liked, yeah. Um, I would have liked that. Uh, he 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 brought fresh legs in a little quicker. Uh, almost Pidlu is still learning on the job, right? Sometimes he 
gets his subs wrong here and there. You could like tell. Like that game, I remember early in the season where Rabiot had already had a yellow card against Uma, I think, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He didn't sub him off, right? And yeah. then he got the red card. And yep. the way Rabiot plays, it's very physical. He's very physical and very prone to cards, right? Yeah. Like after a yellow, we probably should have subbed him off. But we lost two points that day. Oh, yeah, no, we exactly. won. We won or what? What was it against Roma? I don't remember. No, no, we drew. We drew. We drew, right? We yeah. drew one-one. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's nice to see. It would have been nice to see a little bit of a wholesale change right after that three-nil. Get fresh legs. Uh, if we're because again, we really just sat back the rest of the game. So Artur then comes off in the seventy-first for Bentancur. Uh, Ramsey comes off for Rabio. And uh, yeah, I was I, I go shit. Even Ronaldo's back defending, and again, it shocked me. I re- I really was shocked. Um, so I gotta give him credit where where it's due, right? Um, See, the thing is, the thing is about Ronaldo in his later years, he does not defend much, right? Like, yeah. Oh but yeah. In big in big games, when you know the stakes are high and all that, like he does more than his normal games. He will right. press. He will run back, but only in the bigger games. You, Right. You, could, you could see, like against Roma also when we were starting to, you know, yeah, buckle, buckle, and like he kind of stepped up in that game as well. Look, like he I was mean, running. All that. I, I agree with you on that point. I think there's some other games where you know it was big, and I mean it is what it is, right? Like he 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 hasn't so. He conserves his I'm energy. Not, I'm not going to fault him for that. Like I said, I'm not going to get into like hating on a guy now. And this it's it's not worth it to me. It's, it's there was no one really to hate on in this game. Um, 73rd offside on Griezmann. Eliminates a penalty for Barca. Uh, clumsy challenge by Delicto um, to take uh, Griezmann down there. And we were bailed out that he was offside. Um, 74th minute, Cuadrado picks up mistake by Barca defender. But the cross in was just garbage. Um, he's got to do a better job with that. Um, anyways, in the 76th, Cuadrado corner. Alexandro Flick on header, bounces off Ronaldo, but Bonucci is a fraction offside ahead, um, but scores. Obviously, they went to VAR for that and uh, determines he was offside, so unfortunately, it wasn't 4-0. Uh, seven yellow cards in this game, so it was definitely chippy. Uh, there was definitely some rash tackles. Um, 83rd minute, losing the ball too easily on counters. Um, and 85th, a lot of Barca pressure. Again, we re- they really had no choice. They had to go for the goals. And uh, I believe they needed a couple uh, of goals to even get into first place at that point uh, because we still could have went through on a 3-1. So, um, but a lot of possession, but no killer chances. Dybala comes on for Morata and Bernardeschi comes on for Cuadrado for the last five minutes. Again, I would have seen that a little bit earlier in my personal opinion. I, I don't like seeing guys come on for five minutes unless you're like in a, in a situation where you're down a goal and you need to, you need to score to advance or something like that. Um, I, I, I don't like seeing a sub for five minutes. It makes no sense. Um, we could have used fresh legs. We could have used fresh legs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so again, Pirlo will learn and, you know, he'll get better at it and hopefully we'll see, you know, changes in, in the future. Uh, Buffon, 89th minute, another great save on Messi. Um, and basically 90 plus two again, I don't even know why this happened, but Ronaldo goes off for Chiesa 
uh, for what, like a couple minutes. <laughs> and that's the end of the game for that one boss. So, um, yeah, guys, that's minute by minute. That's kind of how I broke the game down personally. Um, and it was great to have your feedback. Abby. be, uh, you know, in between, uh, certain moments, I appreciate it. And sorry for making you wait for a little bit, but that's how she goes. Um, but next we'll get your, you know, we're going to be the first one to answer this question. We have three up, three down. I like to call it my segment. It's obviously your three worst or least or worst performing players and three up your three best performing players. I'm just going to do a little caveat. I did not pick anyone as three down. So, I mean, if you want to, you can, but it's hard to, it's hard to win that game. In this it's really tough. Yeah. You, really can't, tough. Like, you can't say that three players were downright bad because everybody was like all up yeah. for it. Everybody. Exactly. So who, we could, yeah. so who are your three best? Who are your three best players do you think in that game? I would say uh, McKinney. Okay, I agree with that. I got that guy as number one. Okay. Then uh, Ronaldo. Okay. Uh, third one is tough. Guardado or uh, Arthur, I would say. Okay, that's good picks too. Um, for me, actually, I picked McKinney. I picked Ramsey. I thought Ramsey had a really good game as well. He was actually playing within the – like he was just perfect making runs, chipping the ball over. Um, he was really good, I thought. And then I put Buffon in there, just unbelievable. Seven saves uh, to, you know, shit on all the haters. Um, you know, I could have put Ronaldo in. But, again, like I said, I don't think it was like – it was not his – like he, he had a really good game. I would say he was probably – the top five, maybe we top five more, players. We expect more from, like, you know. Yeah, like exactly, exactly. Nice. So, again, it's not a slight on Ronaldo. I just think, you know, there's guys yeah. that I, I'd rather highlight now um, personally. So, again, don't take any offense to that, guys. Um, but, yeah, that wraps up three up, three down. Uh, guys, let us know if you're still at this point. Drop a comment, drop a like, drop a subscribe if you still haven't. Uh, and let us know what you think. What do you agree with? What do you don't agree with? Um what changes you had made, what did you like about the game, any kind of things like that. It's always nice to interact with you. And now we're going to get into the post-match comments with Pirlo. Uh, it was important for our journey, he says, that we pick up where we left off in the derby. When you start to focus with that, with, when you start with that focus, concentration, determination, then the quality emerges. We had prepared the match to create superiority in midfield with three against their two. Their midfield, the midfielders like McKinney able to push up as we knew they had difficulty stopping them pushing up through the mid through the middle and the tactical plan worked. And then the players did really well to make the most of the scoring opportunities. Um, Ronaldo tackling Messi was very motivated to put in a good performance here against his eternal rival. So when you're that motivated, it becomes simple. Uh, there are many games in a season and it's easier to get fired up for fixtures like this, but we mustn't lose sight of the real target, which is said, yeah. So we have to be this concentrated and committed there too. I would agree. A journalist asked, when it became clear that Buffon was starting, part of the fans on social media didn't, did not agree with this choice. Pirlo, he says this quite clearly. If there's still people who criticize Buffon, I think they haven't seen all these years of football and saved. Uh, he is a monument. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who was saying anything negative. It, it, it's, it's unreal. Um, but like I said, I think he just offers, even if we just played him in Champions League, um, he offers that quality, um, that, you know, that leadership, that guidance for the back four, back three. Um, yeah. It's just a different, it's a different animal, I find, when we have Buffon in goal. And again, that's yeah. not a slight to Chesney at all. 
to be honest. Because I think Chesney's been very... Has, has Chesney is very so underrated. Well. Chesney yeah. is very underrated. Very underrated. Like, they had that list of best 10 goalkeepers and Chesney wasn't in that. I think. Yeah, I know. That's so. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about that. Um, yeah, I don't know what uh, what FIFA's doing. Like I said, it's it's unbelievable that you have a bunch of keepers that are, you know, you have... You have De Gea and you have like some, you know, Ter Stegen who was just crap last year. Um, so many players in the, in that list that were just so mediocre that uh, so many goalkeepers compared to him. It's like, no way. No way he's not in that list. So, But that's Juve though, right? Yep. Juve is always used to, uh, is used to, you know, getting gypped and, and getting, you know, uh, uh, not getting enough credit ever in terms of Italian major trophies. Teams, Italian league went down, right? Like yeah. past decade or so, decade and a half, and the influence generally wanes. Yeah, compared Before to the eighties, that, that's for sure. Eighties, <laughs> nineties, and even early two thousands were pretty good, right? For Italian football. But even still, I think I still think you know we still didn't get the rub of the green when it came to these 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 other teams and these other players. Uh, to get trophies, and I think it's unfortunate. I think it does a disservice to the game. But um, let's talk about Borucci now. Coming to Barcelona, keeping a clean sheet and scoring three goals, that's definitely an achievement. The group is growing. As I said before, we needed to show heart what we had in the second half against Torino. We wanted to do this for the UCL, but also for us, to create the self-belief within us that we can achieve great things. We wanted um, this so much. We'd already come here and got a good result in the past, but this one was even more beautiful. When you play with this determination and desire to sacrifice yourself and can count on infallible hitman like Cristiano, you can do anything. Um, I got to agree with what he said there. Buffon, it is a confidence booster for us, one not to be underestimated, as we came here as underdogs and overturned the 2-0 the first leg result to win 3-0. That's extraordinary. Uh, Ronald Koeman, the coach of Barcelona, said Juventus played well. They were particularly strong in the first half hour and deserved to win. And Cristiano uh, had a couple comments as well. I never saw Messi as a rival. He tries to do the best for his team. Like me, we have always had a very good relationship. Football sought a rivalry between us. Goat, I'm not going into that. We won and I'm very happy. So, again, those are kind of the comments of the day. Uh, comments of the, the post-match uh, for Juve. And uh, what are your thoughts on everything being said and, and said and done, Abby? Uh, what can I say? I kind of agree with them all, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nice comments. I mean, I can't, it's, it's a win, so you can't really... <laughs> a win, yep, exactly. Yeah, there's not much to discuss. <laughs> yeah. But um, let's get on with that. Obviously, look, I have a section usually looking forward to the next game. Obviously, this is after the Genoa game, so... What are your thoughts on today's match? Um, I thought we, I thought Pirlo's tactics were wrong again. Um, it was very, yeah, very frustrating as well. And you know, it just seems like we're not getting the connection between the attack and the mid. And midfield is kind of like there's no proper like system for the mid, right? Like. Yeah, Look, and, and you know, McKenny, I said, was the best in this game. And I actually thought he had a pretty poor game in this one, to be honest. Um, I thought, you know, his touch to Dybala before that goal was nice. 
But before that, I did not see a lot out of him. He was making some mistakes, uh, not being very well thought out with where he's, his movements were. Personally, I just I didn't think it was a good game for him, to be honest. Um, so I know I, he's changing their positions a lot, right? He's yeah, scarce. exactly. He's got to stop with that. Yeah, I don't know if it, it's, it is exactly a good thing or not. It's probably not a good thing because we haven't even developed our system properly and we're changing their positions after every couple of games. McKinney, where did he start today? Like, yeah, he's, he was the like the he was the guy that was supposed to move between the the forward and the defensive line, right? He was kind of that that the right mid, as they called it in the four four two. Let me I get it. Like it. Let me get it exactly for you. Let's see what Juve put. Yeah, I know he he was the right mid in the four four two. So you had obviously uh, Rabiot, and then you also had Chiesa as well. Uh, as your as your left mid, so with Rabio and Bentacour as as your center mids there. Um, I don't know. I look when you have Cuadrado there as a liability as it is. Um, I just think that needs to be rectified and and move Cuadrado up to that right mid position. You know, uh, that's he, what I would like could, to see. And that would just be so much better for us, in my opinion. Um, but he's got yeah. speed and all. He can like he's pretty quick on the ball, right? Like right, right. He's right. got a bit of speed. He used to play as a white player as well. So he could be going. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What do you so, think about Bentakur? Bentakur, like his performance today. Uh, I, I thought he was okay. I mean, still a lot to be wanted. Um. I just think we again, like you said, I think you put it perfectly. We need to find out what the hell we want to do. Like it just yeah. seems like we're trying to mix too many things up. Like who goes up, who doesn't go up, uh, who wants to attack, who doesn't want to attack. And that's why we're always caught on the fucking on the break because yeah. like no one's like, oh, you're like, I'm up, you're down. Do I have to go back? Does he have to go back? It shouldn't be that difficult. It should be pretty simple. Um on who, 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 like whose roles are who? So I mean, I don't know. Is is, is it maybe not going on in practice? I I, I don't know. Um, but let's see what happens. Let's yeah, see what happens in the future, right? That's all we can ask for, right? Is 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 some is some improvement? Again, it's going to be a few days till Atalanta now. Uh, that's going to happen midweek, uh, and then we're going to have another Atlanta game on the next. weekend, right? Atlanta is next, right? Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. My boy Nilesh is going to come on from uh, India as well. So uh, you're yeah. going to have a fellow, uh, a fellow, uh, yeah. well, if you want to call a fellow brother uh, in arms there yeah. uh, coming on. My boy, my boy, uh, he's, yeah. he's going to be uh, making his debut uh, in front of all you beautiful fans. So, uh, yeah, let's have a good time. But, uh, yeah, I think. Well, there's still lots to work on with this team. We're not, we're not on that level. Uh, Barcelona was a very, you know, I would say defensively they were very open, and for the taking. And I don't think we should use it obviously as a measuring stick, but we should also not, you know, forget about what mistakes we have. And you know that was. Confirmed. We are no Bayern Munich. We are no Bayern Munich at this exactly. point. Exactly. We're very, very far from that. But look, there's still some time. There's still lots of time. We can one still... thing Pillu has done well. One thing Pillu has done well, in my opinion, is help with the mentality of some players. Right. 
like bernardeschi has started to improve a bit in a couple yeah. of games you could see and like even dibala like he was having certain issues right like after scoring the goal today you could see how happy he was when he went to pirlo after that goal shit good thing i was it was good it was good thing i was not on any of the lives because shit i would have broken the speakers <laughs> after scoring that goal shit i think i think i might have pissed off a couple of neighbors too <laughs> in my apartment building but uh yeah no that was that was good man um let's get into some questions though um obviously some of these were for drew so drew come on uh if you you bought it, you got to watch this now and now you got to answer them in the comments uh because they're for you so um we got uh you know anto being a fucking little asshole here um i don't acknowledge your other guest you regret saying buffon is finished like, come on bro relax he just unblocked me today you know oh did he oh, okay nice yeah. that's nice that's, that's an improvement nice. right improvement there we go so be nice anto or else I'm going to kick you off the fucking Saturday night show. Um but anyways, um regret did he regret saying Buffon is finished? We'll have to next time I have Drew on I'll have to ask him. Uh for Andrew, I don't can't remember who said this one. It said why are you gay? Again, I don't you guys, I don't know where you coming up with these questions. Um how does he even know he's gay? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um at Nilesh obviously with a good question Papa Pirlo. Um a boy on the next one. What is our best midfield partnership? So I'll leave that off for you. Who do you think is our best midfield? Either that be a 3 or 2 or 4, whatever you whatever you think. We haven't played much of 4-3-3, right? Like Exactly. Mostly teams, exactly. Mostly teams, like two midfielders and like I think if you have to go with two midfielders Arthur and uh, McKenny would be best. currently okay or I, i would agree yeah. or rabiot and arthur you could say yeah i would agree because you know one is more physical and the other one is more technical so balance itself out i perfectly agree so thanks uh, papa pirlo <laughs> who do you think uh, who do you guys think would be iuve's ideal opponent opponent in the next round of ucl thanks daniel daniel luch um we'll definitely get you on buddy uh, I've, i've been fucking around with these with these schedules and uh i i was supposed to have him on earlier so i apologize for that boss and uh thanks for the question um i think for me my ideal opponent would be monche gladback just because they have the least experience um how about yourself uh you said porto i think earlier right porto yeah porto. so we go one gladback for porto also- one for gladback okay gladback is also right so awesome, happy awesome. with that So, next question from at Elite Dibala. Thank you. Biggest surprise this season. This season. Yes. You go first. Ah, uh, for me, I think the low-hanging fruit is Morata. Um, but I think also I got to say McKenny as well. Um same, same, same. Both of them. Um, I think Morata, I don't think anybody really expected to be that to do that well. I mean, obviously I know he's a talented player. but i didn't i honestly didn't expect it to be that you know six goals highest in the group stage um for tar tied for top in the group stage unbelievable he's on. is the kind of player who needs a good environment to perform his best True. right like, yeah and i, th- I think it's worked happy. with 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 ronaldo right it's worked really really well he also needs to be happy and feel appreciated you could say and like feel at home basically and yeah. he does feel at home at the uae so for sure for sure 
Um, Frankie, Frankie the worst, my guy. Uh, thanks for the question. Why can't we do this against lower table teams? We need to stop to draws. Well, at least we got a win today. So um, what are your thoughts on, you know, playing down to our competition, boss? I think uh, it's just about uh, mentality, you could say, because uh, you take certain things for granted, right? Like it happens because you're technically superior to your opponent. Right. You think that subconsciously, you, if you start thinking that you could like, you would not have such a hard time against them. You start taking things for granted. And if the opponent is more determined than you, then you're in for trouble because right. they will come at you with everything they have. And if right. you don't have the exact same determination, then your quality won't be as effective as it is supposed to be, I would say. Yeah, 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 exactly. I agree 100%. Uh, and it's typical Juve. That's just, like, that's how it is. That's how we play. Against, we raise the game against better like stronger teams and like yep. sometimes against weaker teams we don't go all out you could say. yeah for sure for sure um next question from joe cap joe cappuccino shout out uh i think we can come up with shit like this against our other big opponents like merda and milan sure sure man sure of course i honestly think it's written in the history that we are destined to beat those teams this year like Great i think question. I think we're gonna like play crap like continuously. Did Milan still? lose the game to Parma. Milan's Did game they? to Parma. What happened? They let, were, me have, let me uh, have a let me have a look. See at that. I I actually was you know I was I was la- I was laughing. Feeling um, at laughing. Well, yeah, because uh, Napoleonismo, my boy Ruben there. <laughs> Ruben, yeah. He, he, he dropped a one nil, and everyone was like, "Shit, they jinxed it." So <laughs> let's see, we're gonna the final verdict, two two. So they still drop points. They still drop points. 2-2. Uh, Roma 1-5-1. Merda 1-3-1. Atalanta 3-0. Uh, Napoli 2-1. So everybody gains two on, on Milan. So they're only up three on Merda. They're up four on us and Napoli. Look, it's getting interesting. It's not. It ain't. We ain't like, like Antonio on IFT says. We ain't dead yet. So until we're dead, that trophy ain't coming out of our hands. So for me, I I, th- I think we're gonna we're gonna show up like we always do against these big teams, uh, or you know the big names at least. I don't know if you want to call Milan a big team yet, um, uh, or even Merda a big team because they haven't won a trophy in like ten years. So um, let's see what happens. But well, I, I think we have I think we have their number. Okay, what do you think about like uh, Inter dropping out of Europe completely and them having a better chance at like performing well on uh, look i just think they don't play i don't i I don't think they buy in like they buy into like the italian national team bought into conte system and i don't think they and that's what happens when you bring a coach that isn't uh your breed or your brand right so you bring in a coach that has the uva dna obviously you have players that don't want to buy in and and to be honest, I mean that was shocking from uh, Lukaku. Uh, I mean, how do you not get? How do you get in front of that ball? I mean, that's embarrassing. Um, he was looking at it the entire time. You saw the slow mo of that video. Like he was looking at the ball the entire. Oh, time. exactly. It's like, what are you doing? Like you're a striker. Like get out of the fucking way. Like he froze. He basically froze. Right. He froze. So, 
I mean, and, and people wanted to swap this guy for Dybala. Like, get the fuck out of here with that no shit. Way, no, way, no, way. no way in hell. Um, so, yeah, that's just, I think, you know, Merda, you know, now that it's going to be a little bit, you know. They will be focused on Serie A now. They're only, so that, yeah, exactly. That could, mean, that could mean more trouble for us. Like, it could, but I, I think we've ha- we've always dealt with this. And again, yeah, true, true, true. until true. teams can prove that they don't drop points, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so until, until you know Milan, look, they just dropped again. They dropped points today. Milan's so again, purple purple patch is probably over now. Milan's purple patch they were having. No? Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, look, it, it's easy to say, yeah, we're we're the best. We're number one. You gotta, you know, hold. A, it's is a marathon. You know, this isn't yep. a sprint. You know, you don't get the trophy. You you don't get the trophy handed in in December. So uh, look, they can if they if they win the next, you know, or they 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 keep pace the next three weeks, they'll probably be winter champions. Um, I think that's when it goes down to. What do we got? We got one. They can take that trophy all day. Like, oh, all day champions. exactly. Two. Yeah, there'll be three. So there'll be three three games left before. So I mean, if they win the next three games, they'll be winter champions. And I mean, sure, you can take whatever the fuck you want. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, so look, you guys do what you want. You keep going, but we got to keep getting wins. We got to look at ourselves and nobody else and just p- keep our heads down and keep winning, right? And that's it. We can't afford drops. We can't afford losses because there's too much at stake. There's too many teams that are in the hunt right now. And until we can get to a distance where maybe there's only two teams, then you can start looking, okay, maybe if we drop, you know, you, you kind of make it close, then there's opportunity, but you know, there's four teams, right. That are, so once some of those teams start dropping out, then we'll see who our real competition is, but you know, there's big games. We got Atalanta next, we got Parma, we have Fiorentina, Udinese, and then we go up in a, in a big kind of the three. It's kind of going to be a gauntlet because we have at Milan, home to Sassuolo, and at Merda uh, within three weeks of each other. And I know there's some Champions League games in between those for sure. Um, so that's going to be huge. And then once we get through that, we'll get it. We'll go back to the beginning of the season. You'll hit Samp, Roma, and Napoli again, and we go. And then we're in the second half of the season. So. Um, Abby, thanks for coming. Oh, sorry. Before I forget, let's hear. Obviously, you told me you haven't been to the stadium and you'd love to go. And I really hope you do get to go one day. It would be awesome, even possibly to see you there. Um, but uh, what is your most memorable Juve moment? Uh, do you have any stories, notable stories that you have? Even though you you might say that you've only been a fan for so long, but again, uh, w- w- what comes to mind when you think of a, a Juve moment in the history that you've been a fan? For the time period that I've been a fan, I think the best moment was that comeback against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. No, no. Like, for sure, for I sure. Think, yeah. yeah. Like, if he, nobody expected us to beat Madrid, Atletico that day, right? Like, yeah. One, sure. goal and, yeah. one goal and we were like doomed, basically. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Yep. Three goals, I think it's it's difficult, you know. Three goals is definitely difficult. I mean, it was fortunate too. I think we got a little bit of help because Atletico really didn't come to play that game at all. Um, they did not play their game at all. And uh, look, we'll take advantage of that, right? Uh, all day, all day long, twice on Sunday. Um, and look, we go through. Unfortunately, it was unfortunate that we then play Ajax and lose. Um, 
but yeah, no, that was fun while it lasted. That's for sure. But anyways, that year we could have done better. That you know. Oh, for I sure, had... for sure, for sure. There's so many games we could have done better in that I think of. <laughs> but after Ajax, there was only Spurs, right? Like Spurs are also an inconsistent team. Oh yeah, it could have been. It could have been a nice win that year. That would have been beautiful. Beautiful bad. Spurs, Spurs, and then Liverpool. That would have been sweet. Yep. That would have been sweet. You know, especially to beat them again. After Heisel and you know all the the history, I think that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. But again, we don't get to live that story, unfortunately. But Abby, it what it is. yeah, it is what it is. And hopefully this year, right? Hopefully this yeah. year. That's all. That's all we can yeah. do. Hopefully. I think we can take all teams on, apart from like even only Bayern are a super team right now in this world. Yeah. No other team like seems seems too difficult to beat. Look, I, I think any team, even when you look at Bayern, I think any team is beatable on the day, and it's whoever comes they are out. Beatable. They are beatable, but like you understand, right? Like, oh no, I get what you're. But I'm saying, like, it's whoever comes out, right? It's whoever's best on the day. It has not, you know, yep. the paperwork goes out the window once the whistle's exactly. blown. So, look, if Juve comes out and actually wants to perform, that would be love. That would be awesome, and you know, it would make us very happy. But we got to wait and see what happens. And again, first with this draw, and guys. Please join me on uh, on well, what will be Monday morning for me. Um, if you guys can, that would be awesome just to come and interact. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm going to be answering all your questions. We're going to be living it live, reacting. We'll see if we're going to be cursing, who we're going to be playing, if it's good or not. And we'll be starting half an hour before half an hour before the actual draw starts. So at 3.30. Um, again, tonight, I'm also going to be doing a live stream. I think you'll have this out before, so you'll definitely you'll hear that. Uh, but it'll be 9 p.m. Mountain Time. And again, if there's only a few people showing up, it's not a huge deal. I just wanted to kind of deal with the functionality and, and see how it all works and, you know, maybe interact with some fans, talk about today's game against, uh, which I will have. I uh, will be shooting the post-Genoa game with Max as well. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy all this content. So, guys, as always, uh, thank you, Abby. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for coming on for the first time. We'll definitely have you back when we can get a perfect timing going again. And hopefully maybe we can get Drew and some other guys. Fuck it. It would have been nice. Uh, it would have been nice. Bring that and, and guy, Antonio guy, right? Bring him for in. sure. We'll bring them all. We'll bring them all for you guys. We'll bring them all. We'll have a good time. We'll break bread. We'll, uh, we'll make sure everybody's happy again, talking to each other again, because that's what I like to see, uh, especially between Juve oh. fans. If it's Ronaldo fans, I could give a shit. But uh, with Juve fans, I definitely... <laughs> I definitely like to, you know, enjoy talking with everybody. So, guys, uh, I mean, Abby, thank you for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, guys, you know where to find me. Obviously, at uventinita.dal. Links are in the description. Obviously, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, um, and YouTube. Those links all in the description. If you haven't subscribed, it would be a hell of a lot of you know, I would, I would adore you if you could put that, smash that like. If you could also smash that subscribe would really help, you know, getting us, uh, you know, more numbers, bigger crowds. And from what I've been talking, there's been a lot of interest of, you know, doing different kinds of shows and stuff like that. So uh, the more, you know, viewership we get, the more we, we, we do for you guys. And um, I, I really appreciate all the support. But again, I am taking this very seriously. I am putting in the work as much as I can. And um Look, this has been a hell of a lot of fun. And now I want to make this into something, you know, serious, you know, some some real content, 
you know, animations, all that kind of stuff. I really, I really want to get there. So um, again, it really starts with you guys liking, it really starts with you guys subscribing and sharing it to as many people as you can uh, so that we can, you know, pick up those numbers to, you know, be able to create some of these things and merch is around the corner, live streams are around the corner and uh, we, we continue on uh, as always. So again, Abby, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And always, guys, thank you for listening. Fino alla fine. Forza Juventus. Ciao, guys. Forza Juventus.